we have been programmed that the last investment we'll ever make on the planet is in on ourselves. We'll invest in other people's stuff. Heck, we'll do something so speculative that we know it's the dumb investment, but it's the acceleration, the thrill of it, you know, all of that that we're really buying into. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today has been architecting lives, cultures, and stages for 30 years, holding doctorates in both psychology and clinical hypnotherapy. Reaching beyond the common uses of conscious and subconscious models, he's perfected a step-by-step program designed for those who are ready to transform their lives and wake up from the hypnosis of the day-to-day boredom. His online training program allows anyone, anywhere, to unwind their mind's thoughts, to redefine and refine their habits, processes, interrupt negative thoughts, and arrive with skills to architect not only their lives, but their lifestyle. He has been named by Yahoo Finance, as a top 20 entrepreneur for 2020, and even more recently, top 20 Instagram influencers by BuzzFeed. He also has most recently appeared in such documentary films, Beyond the Secret, The Awakening, the long-awaited sequel to The Secret, as well as How Thoughts Become Things. Coming from the world of movies and entertainment makes all of his interviews, no matter what the platform, a truly one-of-a-kind entertaining and educational experience. I have with me today, Travis Fox. Travis, thank you so much for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for having me here. Looking forward to it. Travis, I wanted to get you on the show today because you have an incredible and powerful approach to life and business that is one of seeking and defining our internal belief above all. So I wanted to dive deeper into that and how we can use that in terms of managing our stress and improving our productivity. Before we do that though, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. The simplicity is this is my 30th year, believe it or not, as a, a life architect and life uh, architect um, stylist, which is a really fancy way of saying I spent 30 years of my life developing a system that helps people step-by-step architect the life that they really want. No different than, let's say, when you build a house, you get a blueprint. Yet, ironically, when we all went through our learning scenario, commonly called education, we really didn't get a blueprint on how do we deal with the, the single largest relationship we ever have in our life, which is with ourselves, which to me was odd. <laughs> but nonetheless, because of some of the experiences I had in my own journey, it became very clear to me that was my passion, that was my purpose. And here we are 30 years later, and the Architects of Being an Online Training Academy is now global, worldwide interactive learning, and is an educational platform, but it's done in a way that is different than I think a lot of people are experiencing. And so it creates an experience for people to truly understand that they are the architect of their life for real, not just, Hey, you know, you think you'll show up. Yay. No, Mm. but more importantly, a real step-by-step system that's clinical. It's uh, easy to apply and understand, but also you experience results. So you can measure your results of where am I going? What am I creating? What am I, you know, where are my patterns? Where do I keep getting in my own way, et cetera, et cetera. And so for the last 30 years, I've been doing that. And that's really been my pattern. And when it comes to being an architect of, of oneself, what are some of the common themes when it comes to stress and stress management that you kind of get often asked or you see within people that stops them from achieving or being an, an architect of their, their life? Yeah, two things. Great question, by the way. The number one thing, and, and this will sound very trite and simplistic, but it is really the number one thing is fear. We are wrapped in fear. In fact, 
one of the things that we address almost right out of the box when you first come to the academy is called the thin membrane of fear. And that fear is that there's a part of us deep down in places we don't want to talk about at cocktail parties that knows that this little journey we call life has an endpoint. We don't know when that is, but it's there. And so we do everything we can to distract ourselves from that. And so we're so good at distracting ourselves to make ourselves feel better to avoid that fear. We actually get into patterns, habits, behaviors, thought processes, relationships that are redundant because at least we're addicted to that feeling. That feeling keeps me from feeling the fear, even though the fear is running around what we call the shadow subconscious. It's always around running the show. And so I think fear is the biggest one. And then the other one, which is my favorite, which is, you know, which is we call the conscious distractor. And that is the conscious mind, you know, based on how it works, it is either focusing on what was and constantly playing that over called the infinite loop, Mm. or it's focusing on what could be or what if. And boy, you can go down a rabbit hole and never come back from that one. I mean, I've done it myself, you know, staying up at four in the morning, staring at the ceiling fan and playing all the what if games. And then of course, none of them actually happen. (laughs) But the mental anguish and the physical stress that we put on our body that we tend to overlook tends to add up over time and it becomes immense. Yeah, you mentioned fear and I guess worry as well. So that's one of the two key issues when it comes to stress and anxiety is that we're thinking and worrying about something that may or may not happen. And that's causing us in the present moment to have this fear. Now, when it comes to being an architect of of your life, Mm. how does one go about approaching those two key issues? Yeah, great question. So most of us went through schooling, myself included, you know, back when I was Dr. Fox and thought I knew something, you know, my schooling always taught me the same thing. It's a, it's a mind job, right? It's all mindset. It's all how you think. And that's actually fundamentally incorrect. We're emotional beings. We learn in emotional states. We encode our subconscious programming from an emotional state. And from that emotional state, we recreate things over and over again through our patterns. So when we get into worry and fear, One, we get to look at what is the structure of our actual fear. Now, more often than not, it is a creation of a trauma that we experienced a long time ago. And a trauma can be something simply as getting laughed at because you did a sixth grade presentation in front of your class and the kids laughed at you. And we feel that embarrassment, we feel that trauma. And also now I approach, you know, crowds, public speaking, even talking, going out on a date, right? Or a business presentation. I approach it from a fear-based experience, even though I can put on what I call the false light of projection. I can put on that, hey, you know, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years and, you know, Tommy, I really appreciate all this and I'm good to go. But if I'm still in that state emotionally down at the shadow level, then what comes across, and people forget this all the time, we have the illusion that we are linear communicators. I speak, Tommy hears, Tommy speaks, Travis hears. No, that's true, but that's not all of it. There's nine other levels that we're communicating on simultaneously. And one of those is the emotional level. And so if I'm walking around with this deep fear inside of me of public speaking or being in front of groups or doing a presentation or relationship, whatever I'm dealing with, even though I'm putting on the happy face and doggone it, people like me, what's really coming underneath is this fear, which is why we get very mixed signals from people or commonly called miscommunication. So a lot of times people get into the space of if I can just present it or I think my way through it, the emotional will go away. It's not true. So architect starts with where are we really at? As you can you know, see the logo over my shoulder, it's an inside out job. It's emotional, upwards, subconscious, conscious, and then out into the world. And again, oftenly confused people take that as, let's say, oh, it's a law of attraction. No, it's not the law of attraction. The law of attraction is one of the most common misnomers on the planet, in my opinion, because it bases the concept of thinking. I create an intention. Hey, 
newsflash people, maybe you guys all know this and it's an old ad age saying it's not mine, but you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So your intention doesn't mean anything. It's what's going on down here that's really running the show in our automation level. And then ironically now bouncing back to the fear, we're so scared to go back down there. We're so scared to feel the hurt or the fear or the embarrassment or the resentment or not worthiness, not good enough. I mean, the list is ad infinitum, but we're so afraid to feel that ironically that we do everything we can to avoid it. But again, it's running the show. So until we actually look at it with a step-by-step system, which Architects has allowed you to do, you know, the fear of even looking at it now becomes another fear. And now we're compounding ourselves. And you can see how this becomes, you know, a kind of a waterfall where we just head down this rabbit hole we don't come back from. You mentioned law of attraction in that statement previously. I know that I used to use law of attraction as a trigger to kind of get myself into a more positive mood. And positive psychology, it seems to be a very common theme or common practice, especially in today's day and age. What are your thoughts on that? And how can someone approach using law of attraction? Or if it's not providing the effects that they're thereafter, how can they look elsewhere? Because it's thrown out on TV, it's thrown out everywhere, you know, law of attraction, just think this, think positive thoughts and you'll get it. Right. Great point. I was involved in two films this year that addresses that on both sides. And those films address them at a deeper level. And if it was just think it and it will show up, it was that easy, then we'd all be living the exact perfect life that we all think we should be living. Think being the operative word. But I think the law of attraction has turned into more this mystical, magical wish list or wishing fountain that people think, well, if I just think it, it'll show up. And if I, I have a positive mental attitude, great. You, you may fake a positive mental attitude or PMA. Right? And we can hearken that all the way back to Norman Vincent Peale's original book, Learned Optimism, which was named appropriately because you have to learn to be optimistic. Your brain consciously is designed to be a guardian. That's its job. It's a filter process. How it filters, well, that's a whole other story. But when we come to the space of, well, if I just have a positive mental attitude, well, yes, it's better than having been you know, a negative knucklehead. I agree. However, if you still have all of these emotions down here that are saying, you know, I'm not good enough or I have anger or resentment or fear or worry or doubt or whatever – then you can think all you like, but it's going to come out in the same result. And you'll notice that when you put yourself in this quote unquote positive mental attitude and you expel all this energy, if you're really tired after the effect, there's a high degree of probability you're just not really in alignment with what's going on, which is not uncommon. We disconnect. We're such good creators, by the way. We disconnect and create this illusion that because I have a positive mental attitude, that what's going on down in my guts doesn't exist. It's all mine. It's all mine. Okay, well, let me give you an old saying that you know, was given to me many years ago when I lived in Japan. If I pull out my sword and I lop off your head, problem solved, but you still exist. How is that possible? Then you start to ask yourself, well, wait a minute. The reason why it's called architects of being is because you're a being having a human being experience. Your mind and your brain, that thing above your shoulders, stays here on planet Earth when you leave. Therefore, you must subscribe that something that's running that, the operational system or the architect within, is really where we need to hang out. And then how do we get there is really becomes the process of the blueprint. And I think when people go into that space, again, better to be positive than negative per se. However, if you're still negative underneath, we're all just good actors. Yeah. You mentioned being in alignment with your thoughts and practices there. What does being mean to you? And what does being in the present moment mean to you? Well, fantastic questions, man. I love this. It's awesome. Thank you. Being subscribes to a philosophy that says you came into this world, earth, from somewhere. 
you call it whatever you want. I call a great architect for simplicity. You are going to leave this body. Mine, yours is called Tommy. Mine's called Travis. By the way, neither one of us picked our name. So let's just start with freedom of choice. It was given to us and we went, okay. Mm. <laughs> so uh, there's a being in there that you can call whatever you like. Again, however you call it is up to you. Your soul, your chi, your you know, whatever. I'm not here to do that. We call a great architect for simplicity. That being is what is going to leave this planet and leave your, your mortal coil, your body behind. Therefore, you must subscribe that whatever you call that, however you align to that, is what's really running the show. And that you are not the sum totality of your thoughts. You are not the sum totality of the programming of, your, of that computer that runs your, your uh, spacesuit, your body, called your subconscious. But you have the ability to change that. What we don't do and, and what I'm, I am just hell-bent on, uh, especially now that I'm, you know, I'm turning 50 this year, and for me, I'm on the legacy phase of my life, and, and it's about, wait a minute, we don't educate people. We learn them. We learn them on math, writing, and how to take tests and be out of boy, out of girl, but we don't educate them like we used to. And we certainly don't educate them on how does this thing work? How do I get out of my own way? Why do I think the thoughts that I think? Where do these negative? I wouldn't think that negative thought, but yet it's in my head. Well, then it came from somewhere. Where did that come from? And so you must look at what the architect is. And the architect being present is being literally feeling your life. And again, I'm not saying about kumbaya dancing around a fire naked, although that's fun and I've done it too. That's not what I mean by being present. It's being aware enough to realize I'm not the sum totality of my thoughts. Even if my thoughts want me to go a different direction, lead me a different way, the randomness of it doesn't mean I have to participate. And it doesn't change how I feel here. We all tend to run around in a reactive state. Something happens, boom, my mood is instantly changed. Okay, that means it's a mind telling the emotion what to feel, and it's going off of previous experience, and then you can call that whatever you want. There's all kinds of technical terms we can call it, but the simplicity, it's a memory, right? Or going, hmm, I see that experience. I don't have to participate with my thoughts. How am I choosing to feel about it? Now, we've all heard that on some sort of social media-ism, but what's the process by which you actually do it? And I was a how-to guy. I was the guy that said, what is this let go crap? I don't get it, or just release it. Okay, how do I do that? And there wasn't really a process to do that. So that became, became my passion and purpose was one to help myself because I was like, man, I'm, I'm a head case. I got to figure this out. What's the deal? I don't get this. And after, you know, I got all these letters after my name and before my name and I'm like, that's really great. But what do I really know? I'm learned, but am I educated? And so I spent, you know, the last really 15 years of my life educating, creating the, the, the better part of the system now that says timeout. In modern day, we tend to only we say mind, body, spirit, and we say it in that order which would give you an indication of sequence. That means we're approaching the mind, that the body's gonna be affected by the mind, spirit's the last. Well, I don't know about all of you and your listeners, but hey, Tommy, I gotta be honest with you. Wouldn't it be the other way around? Spirit, then body, then mind? Mm -hmm. Because mind is the at last product, but we don't educate that way and we don't really apply it, but we keep doing these you know, magical tricks where we can just avoid what's going on down here. And being present is about going, I understand what's going on here and I'm experiencing it past and present really do become obsolete when you're present. And we've all had those experiences. The question is, can you maintain it and not miss your life? That's architecting. Yeah, I love that you're saying that because at The Stressless Entrepreneur, when we talk about stress and stress management, mm -hmm. the first approach is understanding and getting self-awareness on our mm -hmm. thoughts right. and then just pausing for a second because like you said, you get that reaction and then that's a feeling based on, on something that's happened. But right. you create that self-awareness. Well, why are you feeling that way? Do you want to feel that way? And then you, you create a response based on that internal thought and feeling. So absolutely great approach. And I um, agree with that as well. Thank you. COVID-19, it's caused, I guess, the world to, to slow down or even reset in some places. How has COVID-19 impacted your business? 
Well, I guess I'm one of the weird ones. The Architects Academy has actually been growing 150% month over month since April, because I think people are finally done with, and I say this respectfully without sounding egoic, uh, but to all of my other fellow teachers out there, I'm a teacher, right? By heart, I'm a teacher. I just happen to be very good at entertainment because of my film and television background and my years on stage and, and, and thousands and thousands of hours <laughs> making all kinds of mistakes. And so I teach from an uh, edutainment point of view. And I know that sounds kind of corny, but again, I believe you learn in emotional states. And so if we're in an emotional state, whether that's fear or whether that's joy, we're learning and we can unlearn at the same time and see where the sequences are. And so architecting takes both of those together, both the, the educational aspect and the entertainment aspect and puts them in a fun way because we get to let, we get to laugh at the absurdity of ourselves. And I think that sometimes is overlooked. We're so busy trying to be serious or pose or cool. And I know I was guilty of that when I was Dr. Fox, I was perfect. I use that term very loosely people. I'm the, that's a <laughs> self, you know, facing comment. And I was so busy being perfect that I missed a good chunk of, you know, that time because I was so busy trying to present the image of what doctors are supposed to look like. Well, I don't know what that means anymore. All I know is Travis is good enough. And I went, okay, how about we just be that? But I think most importantly, COVID, I don't know that I agree with everybody slowed down. I think it's quite the opposite. I think we finally got in time. We got in alignment with our real time. We're so busy not being present at the pace we were keeping. I know I'm guilty, but you were flying. We're going everywhere. We missed it. All of a sudden now, we wait, 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 wait. What if we're actually in sequence? Oh, now we get to look at things a little bit differently because we all say the same thing. Man, when I retire, I'm going to go do this. Or on the weekend, I'm going to go do that. Okay, well, you've now had basically you know, 120, 180 days de facto to look at that. And if you notice, people are going, you know what, maybe, maybe this is a better way of life. Yes, COVID's not exactly how the path we'd like to arrive there, but what an interesting way to arrive there. Now, am I not saying it's not real? Yeah, it's very real. I've had people affected by it all the way you know, to termination. So yeah, I get it. However, there's a lot of other stuff that's still doing that. I mean, you know, HIV is still very present. Cancer is very present. The flu still wipes out people every year. Yellow fever still does its deal. I know I travel a lot myself. And so there are still other things. This one just happens to be right now the one that's got our attention, you know, a couple of years back, it was a swine flu or, you know, H1N1. Okay, great. And again, not discounting it, but this one's done something different. And I think this really comes from, we've come from a place of, it's really time we take stock, what's valuable, what's interesting into our lives. And more importantly, with all the technology we have, do we have to keep doing it the same way? Do we have to be on freeways for six hours a day going to jobs we don't like when we can do it remotely now and enjoy our life? Is it possible that we can move from a competitive model to a cooperative model? Because now we have to work together because, yes, COVID is real. It does kill people. It does affect people. It affects everything around it, medical, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe it's a time not just from that space, but it's also cooperative. And architects being you know, now a global academy has also said, look, it's time to change education. So for me, and I say this utmost respect to every listener, I don't take it lightly at all, but COVID was the best thing that happened to the educational system in 20 years because it finally forced the educational system to go, you know, maybe there's something to this online learning. I'm not talking about desocialization, but this online learning, where we're actually teaching people the wealth skills of their life. And I say wealth meaning skills that can never be taken away from them and they can architect the life. But let's start doing that at ages 10 and 17. And now that door has been cracked for us and the syllabatizing of, of many of our courses are actually starting to be implemented here in the United States. And then my goal is to change that over the next five years, at least in part and partial, along with other great teachers. I'm not the only one, obviously, but that's really I, what's done for us. And the thing about the traditional schooling system is we're taught to, to think a certain way 
and kind of to not push back in terms of that, that status quo and, and kind of listen to our, our feelings. And within the stressless entrepreneur, when we talk about escaping the rat race, you know, why are you waking up just to go to work, to come back home and eat and sleep and go back to work? Is that your true purpose in life? Is that the how you're going to leave behind a legacy? And that's one of the reasons why I also think COVID-19 has provided that sense of urgency to give us that thought or kind of forced us into that thought process of, okay, well, I need to change. Why am I here and what's my purpose? And I appreciate that you're also thinking the same way in terms of, you know, it, it's the educational system. You know, start with the young, get them into that thought process so that we don't have these conversations when, you know, you're 50 years old. You mentioned you know, this is what you want to do for the next five years. What is your long-term goal for the architect of being and for yourself? Great question. Thank you. It's a dualistic approach, right? One is to, I said, help change the educational system, which we're already doing. But two, we're a fully interactive educational platform. So unlike anything out there where you just watch a video and hope to gosh, you get it, we're fully interactive. It's data-driven. You have an architect advisor who has been fully graduated, trained, gone through the practicum that's necessary to hold that space to to advise. And again, I want to be really clear. We're not therapists and we're not you know, like a life coach. A life coach will tell you what to do. A life architect will tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the tools. You do it yourself. We're the architects. We created the blueprint. You're the builder. And that's where you start owning your own life. So often we not, we're like, Hey, I'm going to call a coach and the coach can tell me what to do. Okay. But that doesn't really change anything because eventually the coach only knows what the coach knows. As a life architect, you have the skill set to build whatever you want to build because now you have the tools on how to create the blueprint and then how to fill in the blueprint and understand what's happening in the conscious, subconscious, and the shadow subconscious. So we're fully interactive, unlike anything you've experienced out there, educational platform, yet at the same time, it's a community. There are people that are at various stages of the academy, all going through different processes from the keys to fear, to blueprint, to healing, to the jump training, to architects and training, to aim, which is architects and mastery. There's just so many things that come through there. Plus we put a bunch of bonus material. Now back to your, your COVID question, you know, there's bonus materials and there's, you know, 26 audio programs that are subconscious based for help you do it. There are ones on immunity that help you subconsciously because the, I believe that the strongest medical power out there is placebo. Mm-hmm. It's been around since, you know, the history, <laughs> let's pick one. So if we can create from that experience, it also validates that you were the architect as well. And again, I'm not taking any away from you know medical doctors. They've earned their right around the world. However, the first place that we start with our own healing is with ourselves. You know, And so I think that uh, what makes this really an interesting platform is that. And then for me, is to train a million architects. Once I train a million architects, I've already designed the company that it will be handed over to the architectural board, which I have my, you know, we have our architect board and they all are graduated members, uh, you know, who've been in the space for many, many years and have a brands of their own. Uh, I'll turn the company over and then we're going to, I'm going to spend the, you know, the better part of my sixties building what's called architect circle. And it's the seven centers that we're building around the world that will allow you to truly experience this world in a whole unique way. Each one of them is uniquely themed and it's a week long experience. And we already have the first one where we've acquired the land down in Costa Rica. And then the other ones will be on different continents. And that's where I'll spend it. And after that, you tell me, brother, I'll just come out and hang out with you and work on the podcast. I haven't gotten that far. That's about <laughs> as far as I've gotten right now. Have you been to Australia before? Oh, yeah, man. Many times. Yeah. So I'm from Sydney, Australia. Love that place. Been there. Know it well. Yeah. We're getting on the fringe of, I guess, COVID-19 and lockdown because yep. Melbourne's just got its second wave. So it's causing us some of issues. I love that you're you're very forward thinking in terms of what you want to get out of the business, what it is that you want to achieve in terms of business success, and I hope you a massive success in, in the long run. As an educational platform, what are some of the challenges you are seeing as you're trying to implement some of these strategies to kind of get people educated on being an architect of being? Oh, I think the number one thing is, you know, we, uh, it's funny because if you actually come to our, our platform, 
it's so dynamic. You forget that it's ed- actually educational. It's, I mean, we have the films and television shows I've been a part of, and you know, we have all the other architects in there. We have our own ecosystem. So you're not out on other social media platforms. You can do one-to-one chat. We have group chats. You have news feeds. People can share and experience, ask questions. It's all in one ecosystem. So you never have to leave if you don't want to. Plus you, you get all of these different things that happen. And we're constantly, you know, in graduating new architect masters who have created courses and from their own mastership. And it's based on two philosophies. One, I don't like well-rounded people. I blow them. I don't like being around well-rounded people because well-rounded people have forgotten the one thing. You are a master. You always were. You just forgot for a while. And, you know, our educational system loves to beat that out of you. As you so eloquently said, you know, when did we, when did we trade in our ability to create and dream for just doing? When did we, you know, trade in dreaming and being coming to whoever we wanted to be and experience in this life or hoping? Because hoping is an implied doubt that you were never committed in the first place, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst. So you're already, you're already toast before you ever started. So it's designed for an experience that, you know, really also too makes you feel that you're not alone. Cause I think that's the other thing. The biggest struggle is they feel alone. And then the second would be, we have been programmed that the last investment we'll ever make on the planet is in on ourselves. We'll invest in other people's stuff. Heck, we'll do something so speculative that we know it's the dumb investment, but it's the acceleration, the thrill of it, you know, all of that, that we're really buying into, again, distraction model, because the last thing we want to do is invest in ourselves. But what makes it different with our program is not only do you invest in yourself, but we have an earn and learn program. Mm. My big thing with education is I don't understand why you have to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to learn crap. That doesn't make sense. I know. I mean, I just graduated my eldest son from from law school, a very prestigious law school. And I'll leave their name out of it, but it came with a price tag. And then, you know, he said, well, dad, you know, I, I don't really want to be a lawyer. Crap. We could have probably thought about that before we went to law school, but we all gone through that. Right? We've heard we've gone to student debt. We're, we're really indentured servants to an educational system that real, and again, I'm not saying education should be free, but it should be a way to use what you learn. So what we've created and has been working very well is we actually create you an architectural lifestyle blueprint where you can actually develop the message of you as you're going through it and also develop a way for a stream of income. So it's architect your life and your lifestyle at the same time, feeling in alignment. You don't feel like a used car salesman. You're actually just doing what you do normally as a human being, but you're doing architecturally style and you're in alignment with yourself and you not feel like you're hawking like a product that you really don't believe in or, you know, whatever. You're just being you, which is the product. And that's what's so cool. So as we help you be, develop your message to become a published author, a podcaster, if I may use yours as an example, how to be on public stages. And, you know, we have that whole program that helps you do it again, because my master goal before I leave this planet is I want to spend one year where I see, at least before I leave, is where there is an architect on a stage somewhere around the world every week speaking about the invitation that you can architect your life. And when that happens, probably going to be my time to go, Tommy. <laughs> so I hope, you know, in terms of COVID and, and, and all that jazz, you know, that finishes off quite soon. So we get that opportunity to see the architects up on stage. But then again, you know, you have the virtual platform that right. uh, has allowed you to do that on right. stage to, right. um, you know, the infinite amount of people. Why limit it to one? We'll do both. We do it now every day. I mean, why not? Yep. Travis, we're just running out of time. Is there anything that you'd like to speak about that you I haven't mentioned? Yeah, I'd like to just invite your audience to a couple of quick thought processes that will help them make a choice versus a decision. And I think one of the things that people get stuck in is that a choice and a decision are two radically different things. But we think we make decisions all day long and think being the operative word. Where choices comes from your being. It's a different space. So let me ask you a couple of questions. One, and here's one that's kind of morbid, but it gets you the point. If you only had 30 days left to live on this planet, would you be doing anything you're doing in your life right now? If your answer is no on any aspect, you owe it to yourself to stop right now because the most valuable asset that you have is time, period. 
And that brings us back to what I call the noble truth. And I've traveled around this world three times around the globe. And I've, I've sat with masters and spiritual masters, coaches, name, you name it. I, cause I asked this, I'm like, well, well what are we, what is this all about? What is the core of architecting? And I wanted to know that before, you know, uh, the, the next generation of the architects came out and I came to the only one truth that I found. And that is this one. None of us get off this planet alive, period. That's it. It's the one we all can agree on, right? doesn't matter what religion you're from. doesn't matter what culture you're from, male or female, married, divorced, gay or straight, don't matter. Guess what? You're not leaving the planet alive. So life then without fully living is the ultimate undoable regret. And then it starts with, if I only had 30 days left to live, what would I be doing? And when you use those triune of questions, there's two things that are going to happen. One, you're going to hear all the thoughts in your head of reasons why you can't do it. Boys and girls, that's the place you need to look first of why is my brain telling me all these reasons? And then the second one is you're going to listen to these little thing called a heart pain. And you may have, some of you might have it right now. It's where your heartbeat beats really fast and kind of like breaking your rib cage down. Your palms may sweat. You get a little bit nervous. That's the invitation of your architect's heart to go. Maybe it's time we make a choice versus a decision because we've done the decisions of the past and they keep repeating themselves. Duh. But let's go to a different place. Let's go to choice. And you may not cognitively, consciously understand it but you will in time. And remember that the being in you is infinitely more power than the mind of you because the mind was created by man, whatever that may mean to you. Your heart, your being, well, that's a different story. Again, wherever you believe it came from, that is. And that's what I'd invite you to take a look at. And I think that'd be a great place for you to start your architectural journey. As you're talking through that, I remember, you know, as I finished university and I was, you know, I got the opportunity to travel a bit around Europe and my entire thought process on what it is that I wanted in life completely changed because mm -hmm. I saw people that weren't making much money, but they were the happiest people that I've ever seen, you know, Amen. fulfilled, meeting people, you know, there was a different type of energy being around these people, even though they didn't have the money. And then right. coming back home, very successful people working for law firms and you know, big corporate companies, but they were working 12 hour days. They were always on the phone. It was a very different life that I came back to. So this right. is one of the reasons why I started the, the podcast. Good you know, you. there's this, uh, there's this external energy that I want to provide to people, show to people that, you know, you can do things that you want to do. If this was me two years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation because right. I'm very internal. But now it's, you know, it's it's to get that external belief that I can do things, if I, you know, the things that I want to. Talking about that, the, 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 you know, life ending, there's a quote, Memento Mori from Ryan Holiday that, that gets thrown around, you know, that's, you know, uh, death is imminent, you know, so whatever we do, we got to approach that with a sense of urgency. And that's one of the things that I always push to people is sense of urgency in doing the things that you want to do. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And it goes along with that same thing. And it's not even just doing, right? It's like, it, and I invite people to this. If you're the architect of your life, what's the next experience you want to experience as a chapter? A lot of times, especially when you get, you know, plus 40 people go, well, you know, I don't want to start over. There's no starting over. It's just the next chapter. It's the next chapter of the experience because it was the adventure that you just came out of that's ending. It's not your life. It's not, you know, oh, well, I'm starting over. It's like, no, I'm going to go on the next adventure, whatever that adventure may be, you know, quoting uh, the, the hero's journey, if you don't mind that pun. But coming back to, yeah, it's not just the sense of urgency. It's really knowing what you want down in your guts, not what your brain tells you. Your point, I did the same thing. I lived, I had the beautiful opportunity. I lived with the Hadza Bay tribe in Tanzania, Africa for a week who are nomadic. They've been nomadic for 50,000 years. No houses, no running water. You got up every morning, morning and you hunted for your food. You slept on dirt. You had fire, right? It's pretty, pretty basic compared to what our modern day said. But I will tell you point blank. 
just like you experienced. Some of the happiest people, very well balanced, would break out in song and dance for no reason. And I found myself a little dumbfounded because I was inhibited going, well, why am I dancing? Why, why? I, don't, I didn't know what I was dancing for. I had to have a reason. I didn't have a reason. They just danced because they felt it. And I was like, dang, I got some crap to learn here. This is impressive. But I look at that from the perspective we, and your, your assessment's very accurate. Money becomes our definer. Well, if I have money, then I'm happy. Are you? Really? I've had the opportunity to be around eight billionaires. And I, the lessons I learned from those guys for the 10 years that I was around them, a lot of stuff going on. Doesn't mean that you can't be. It's just more difficult, right? In some ways. Doesn't mean you can't have money. You can. But the question is, at the end of the day, and let's go to that quote. I've had the opportunity to be around many people who have taken their last breath, and it's an honor to do it when they do, because that's when you really get the heart of them comes up quickly, because they got nothing to lose, quote unquote. Most of it's regret, but they always talk about the same three things. You know, I wish I had traveled more. I wish I had spent more time with the ones I loved, and I wish I had let myself go experience the things that I really wanted to experience. Okay, so if we all know that, then back to your point, is it really money that we're interested in or is it the experience? Because at the end of the day, the money stays here, the houses stay here, the cars stay here. We're all renters. There is no such thing as ownership. We're all renters. We're just coming along experiencing the theme park of life. So let's go ride all the roller coasters. Let's ride all the water rides. Let's eat all the cotton candy. Let's experience everything we can, but let's do it from where our heart is actually wanting us to do, even if our brain doesn't understand it because there's something else going on bigger than what your brain actually is. Otherwise, you're subject to the whims of a mad-made mind, your own. What a great way to end the episode. Thank you so much, Travis, for coming on the show again today. It's been a pleasure. Ah, man, thanks. Cheers, mate. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.